is it is it started yeah it started can i practice my um youtube intro and outro impersonations of course what is up you guys it's your girl elr uh back out again with another friday episode uh show a little bit of love down in the likes comments and whatever down is below how was it shelby would i be a good youtuber you would be a great youtuber <laughs> i'm actually in a youtube video with Connor Murphy, if anybody knows who that is, which I would be surprised because I think his demographic is, or no, I know his demographic is boys aged 14 through 17. Anyways, let's get on. You don't think boys aged 14 through 17 are listening to this podcast? Isn't that, isn't that your target demographic? Honestly, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> who we want to be hearing this. intellectuals. I'll take what I can get. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to another episode of Candy Girl. I'm your host, Shelby. And you already heard Emily's intro, so honestly, do we need? To, do you want to do it again? Yeah, yeah, let's do it again. Okay, so that's Shelby. Hi, I'm Emily. Um, let's get it started. And today we've got a guest um, that we're super excited about. Uh, she's near and dear to our hearts because she goes to UT, <laughs> and we discovered her through UT's meme page, which you don't have to go to UT to be a part of, and it's pretty funny. So join it. But why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm a junior this year. I was a transfer student, so it's only my second year at UT. Um, I'm a government major, uh, and um, I, I like to tell people the one thing I've learned by being a government major is that the government is kind of bullshit. Fair. <laughs> yeah. People are like, oh, do you want to yeah, retweet? <laughs> people are like, oh, do you want to run for office? I'm like, fuck no. Why would I want to do that? I want to go into nonprofit work. That's my goal. And uh, since, I guess, I, I have to say last semester, since reading a lot of feminist theory and like bell hooks and world making and all of these different things, uh, I realized that the nonprofit work I want to do is really related to my sex work. So I want to sort of pursue those together and do, you know, work work with issues that are related to sex work or just related to some of the um, violences, stigmas, and issues that are tangentially related, like I'm not going to say, you know, BDSM causes domestic abuse, but, you know, uh, lack of information, lack of knowledge, lack of education, all of those different issues that relate the kink community and sex work with women's issues, domestic violence. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and insert myself and say, please don't say BDSM leads to domestic violence. I'm worried my boyfriend will stop choking me again. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, as long as he has read the proper ways to choke the proper and you'll have good conversations about it afterwards and then participate in aftercare and healthy uh, rough sex practices, then yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, I remember before my current boyfriend, who is very willing to do whatever I want, which is to be choked, I was like, choke me. And he was like, uh, do I use one hand or two? And I was like, never <laughs> mind. <laughs> one time I asked a guy to pull my hair and he looked at me like he was like I was crazy. I'm like, how vanilla have you been in your life? One of, my, Never one of my friends is very open about being very into BDSM. Mm -hmm. Like a lot more out and about about it than, you know, most people I know. And one time our other friend was like, so do you like women or do you just keep hitting them? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought it was really wholesome. Um, so to provide a little bit of context, would you 
tell us your side of the story of what happened yes. in the meme page. Um, okay, so the meme page is called UT Long Memes for Hornsy Teens, for anyone that does want to look it up, uh, which also I think for Hornsy Teens is just the perfect sort of segue into what happened was I'm in an online English class with has like 800 students. They sent out a group me, so there were about 400, 450 people in the group me. And um, it, it was a lot of shit posting. Like the the live stream would start and everyone would just be talking shit and, you know, cracking jokes, sending memes. And I posted my OnlyFans link because I, I had thought about doing it the week before. I was like, what if I did that? Like what? Like it would be funny, first of all. I think it would be absolutely hilarious. It would definitely get me some exposure. I mean, I know it's mostly broke college students, but... You know, I'm sure there. I'm sure there are a couple people, and there are, there were uh, people there willing to you know, toss five bucks on some good porn. Aww. Um Wait, how good for them? How many people after you posted? Did you notice a surge after thing? I mean, I've been having a pretty steady incline recently in follower count, but it was definitely like the day after. Um, I got a lot more than I normally have, and I've been pretty steadily getting more at an increased rate since then okay i definitely want to come back to demographics yeah. and count after you finish telling your side of the story yeah so i i posted that in the um in the group me um and of course there were a lot of like i think the the first response was yikes and that one got like um like 20 25 30 likes which you know I, I definitely give merit to. I think it, it was it was yikes to a lot of people. I think it's hilarious. I'm I don't give a fuck if people think it's yikes. I think most people see the humor in it. Um, so someone screenshotted that and then posted it on the UT meme page and they blurred out. They they didn't do a very good jo- job of blurring out the names <laughs> I at first. Know. Like they blurred out my name on the message where I sent the OnlyFans link, but then I sent another message like a few messages down and they didn't blurt out. Um, but they eventually blurred out, like, my name, the link, uh, and, well, all the names, which it, it really sucked for me that they blurred out the OnlyFans link. I was like, come on, like, you can you can post the meme, but at least leave the link in there. And um, for research purposes, um, what's the OnlyFans link? It is OnlyFans.com slash Texas Nymph. That's N-Y-M-P-H, like a little forest spirit and also like a nymphomaniac. Ooh. Yeah, a nice little play on words there. I, I would consider myself a very, very free spirit, forest spirit, but also a bit of an infomaniac, which I'm totally cool with. Um, but yeah, so someone posted it on the meme page. I commented my OnlyFans link on that because, you know, why wouldn't I? Do um, it for the meme. Yeah, I do it for the meme. It's fucking it. hilarious. So funny. And uh, I got banned, which I, uh, I'll concede to. I'm not, a, you know, no self-promotion on the meme page. I get it. I won't do it again. I'm probably gonna ask to rejoin uh, once I give it a, give it a second. But there was a lot of it, it was very interesting going through the comments. The post is now taken down. Um, there's also a Reddit post on uh, UT Austin asking like for my friend, quote unquote, um, what's the OnlyFans link? And someone to comment on someone commented on it and had the link there. What a bro. Yeah, it, well, I mean, there was someone else there, and the and the thing was like, trust me, you don't want it. It's not worth it. And I was like, uh, and the I replied to that 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 thread on Reddit has been taken down too. But I replied to that with a, a screenshot of just recently I got in the top fourteen percent of creators on OnlyFans. Damn, yeah, man, yeah. we're with the celebrities. Right <laughs> I think I don't know how they do their percentages, and I don't necessarily like 
trust it that much because I, I know that most of the content creators I follow are in some percentage. And even when I had like less than 100 fans, I was in top 20 something percentage. So, you know, I'm not I'm not exactly sure how they do that. The the measuring percentage of creators, I don't know if it's just plain follower count or interactions or tips or any of that kind of stuff. But yeah, so I replied to that and I was like, just for you, baby, because I got so I got in the time two days after that whole thing happened and that happened on um, Monday. So, yeah, yesterday, by the end of yesterday, I'd gotten, I think, 27 new followers um, and I've gotten a couple today even. It's been a pretty, pretty steady rate. But yeah, it was a whole bunch of I mean, there, of course, a lot of shitty comments and it was it was a little it was very nerve-wracking that that first day and it was it's, it's been a bit emotionally exhausting but I'm very well equipped to handle it I I love myself I'm hot as fuck I'm good at what I do yeah I'm, also attention is great yes attention is great I mean I'm funny I'm cute I'm I'm completely unashamed about who I am and confirm I'm here <laughs> on the other side of this podcast and she is cute my boyfriend better watch out <laughs> stop <laughs> if he's as cute as you are I'll take y'all both shit Ooh, <laughs> I love the tension in this room right now. <laughs> I'm living for it. Um, but if you want to confirm my cuteness, again, my, my Twitter is Texas Nymph. Pretty much all my media is Texas Nymph. Even better, her OnlyFans. Yeah, pay, pay me, pay me. But if you want those, I, I understand the previews. I understand wanting to make sure. But come on, it's like the a cost of a, a cup of coffee. If you get like a fancy Starbucks coffee, it's five bucks. Come on. Um, and I have... Uh, I think 57 videos, like 100 pictures, 60-something posts. Like, I've got a lot of content. I had – I sent it to to one of my friends. He was, he was actually a guy I dated in high school. And he, he subscribed, and he's like, yeah, I thought it would just be, like, some videos, and I could just kind of scroll through it. But I spent an hour and a half looking through that shit. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck, yeah, you did. I keep my shit updated. You know, I, I, post, I post regularly. Yeah, how do you imagine, you know – followers kind of digest your content do you think people just kind of look for the newest update and then are like we're one and done do you think most people kind of scroll and browse through or like how many returners do you know how many people come back um so most i i get every time someone renews their subscription i get an email for that and i i get those a lot um most people i know i've had actually um i had a bit of a, a time period back when i had probably around like 40 followers. Um, there was a, a bit, I had a bit of a depressive episode and I wasn't posting as much content. And um, one of the people who had messaged me semi-regularly uh, was like, hey, like, you know, your stuff is great, but I, it's just not reasonable to pay for someone who's not uploading new videos, blah, blah, blah. And then a little while later, they actually came back and resubscribed and they messaged me. They're like, hey, like, I know I unsubscribed, but no one else was really doing it. They just didn't feel real, all of that. So I've got some people that are, like, pretty committed. Wow. That's yeah. good. And I've got people that talk to me regularly. I had one guy who started talking to me on them. I would send him a few custom videos and he would send me, like, $100 a week. And we would just kind of text every so often. Ooh, can yeah. we call your... Fan base Texas nymphos. Where oh my, my gosh, nymphos! Out. That yes, is so cute. Texas nymphos. That's so cute. Yeah, yes, shout out to all you nymphos out there. Fuck yeah, my fellow nymphos. So why an OnlyFans as opposed to like a chatterbait? Um, I do actually have a chatterbait as well, and that that's the only one where my username is different. It was the username that I started with, which was Sticky Sweet Four Twenty, which uh, from from Def Leppard. Nice. Uh, pour some sugar on me. Um, which is a, you know, a song that I really love. I really liked Rock of Ages, the musical. 
Uh, I'm a very big theater family, and I just that that song I remember specifically from the musical, and the the just yo hot sticky sweet. <laughs> yeah, no, God. Oh, okay. that was awful. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that's that's what it originally was. Um, and I enjoy streaming, I guess, to some degree. But I think I have a lot more fun just kind of going with a partner one-on-one. Hey, do you want to record a video? You know, having them pull out a camera while you're going down. Yeah, I'm in. (laughs) Oh, okay. She wasn't looking at me. (laughs) My boyfriend didn't say yes, but I'm in. I'm in. Um, But I think it's a lot. I really like OnlyFans just because making my own sort of amateur porn content is a lot more intimate. I have the ability to interact with and look directly at my partner instead of paying attention to, you know, whoever's giving me tips or the live stream, which is something that I want to do as well, because I do think that's fun. Just the exhibitionist nature of myself and enjoying getting people off, like getting that large chat group of people just, you know, that that is fun in its own way. But. I think I really do enjoy the more personal one-on-one aspect, which was what led to OnlyFans. And um, it's a lot, you know, I've definitely branded myself in sort of ways a a very big blowjob girl. I've never had a dick I couldn't deep throat. I'd like to put that out there. Damn. Well, have you had a big enough dick yet? Uh, I think the biggest one I've had is like nine and a half inches. Damn, what? <laughs> God. Yeah, I, I, I don't have a gag reflex. My uh, The dildo I have is seven and a half, and I can just kind of shove that down there real easy. Bro, I wish you would have brought it with you. <laughs> just for, <laughs> just for my more play, play Play a sound, like an audio clip from ready? one of my videos. Here, I can, I can work on an audio clip for you. Are you ready? that's what i imagine that sounds like it's a lot more it's a lot more involved there's a lot of going on so why did you get involved in sex work at all i actually started as a sugar baby when i was 18 i've always had a crazy high sex drive i've always been a very sexual person i'm bipolar i'm bipolar too and uh a lot of the times associated associated with that is a hypersexuality particularly in manic episodes but also just kind of as a general thing and that was certainly always been true for me i tell people i've always been horny all my life (laughs) like i started masturbating very young before i even knew what it was um all that good stuff and then when i turned 18 i i was like why don't i date older guys for money and I've always been attracted to older guys, like the 30-year-olds, that sweet spot. Um, so I got a Seeking Arrangement account, and I did some stuff with that. And um, so I did Sugar Baby stuff. About last year, I got onto a website called FetLife, um, which is a fetish, like a kink community website, um, just because I wanted to embrace more of the BDSM aspect of me, get involved more in the community, not pursue it as a lifestyle thing, but be more informed about and um, knowledgeable of all of these different things that I was into and explore myself in that way. Once I got a fet life, uh, I started, you know, posting nudes on there and I felt very safe about it because you couldn't see anything unless you have an account. And that sort of tapped into the exhibitionist side of me and all of these, you know, really dirty comments, like just what what a lot of people who weren't aware that that was going to happen or if it was on a different platform would be really inappropriate but you know just kind of like I want to fuck the shit out of you and stuff like that and I was like this is kind of fun just fun little talk like yeah I want to fuck the shit out of you (laughs) 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 nvd choke me yeah yeah no like very very explicit like much much more explicit than I want to fuck the shit out of you but 
I I enjoyed it. I liked it. I knew that was what was going to happen. I saw it on other posts. Um, so of course I was like, sure, like give me that attention. And um, once I realized like how much fun I was having with it, I decided to get a Twitter and show off on a more sort of public platform. And I got into the not safe for work Twitter community, which I really enjoyed. Um, from there, I saw a lot of people with OnlyFans, and I got enough of a Twitter following and had a very active followers to the point where I just I decided to get an OnlyFans and it, it worked out pretty well. Did anybody from the UT like sex work community reach out to you after this happened in the meme page? Um yes, actually. I had um I had some people it was like friends of friends. One of my friends told me that they were talking about it in the group chat. Like he found out that that was me and he told his group chat and they like someone who also had an OnlyFans sent was like, oh, tell her this, this, this. And then someone actually sent me a message on Facebook and said like, yo, like, what's up, UT with OnlyFans? Please don't out me. And I was like, I would never. But fuck, yeah, get your money. Um, so that was really cool. And that's what in uh, my women's and gender studies class last semester, actually, I came out in that class. I came out in my um, end of the semester project, actually. Um, and then I had someone from that class message me and we've become really good friends since then. And I've had, um, like I, I had just being someone who talks so openly about my sex work, um, in, in attempt to normalize it and make people realize like, oh, this is, you know, I'm, I don't have to be trying to turn you on every time I mention that I do sex work. Like it's, it's a genuine part of my life. It's work. Like but like just normalizing it. And I've had these conversations and I've noticed other people are so much more willing because so many people do these things. Even something as simple as like selling feet pictures. So many people make money this way because it's really simple. It's very, very lucrative for, for a student. Um, and even though there is a, an effort, like there is an amount of effort, there is an amount of work done into it and like finding people to sell things to and all those different stuff. It's a lot easier than, you know, using your labor to work at a fast food place or I uh, have a part-time job at a grocery store. Like it's, I, I much prefer working for myself and being able to choose how I earn my money. Um, so I have, I've just had so many people that are totally comfortable talking about that. And it's not even as if they're coming out. It's not even as if the, it's not a big deal at all. They'll just mention be like, Oh yeah, I've done this and that and that. So that's just been really cool to know that I am someone that people feel comfortable like talking to and they're like, Oh shit, I'm not the only one that does this. That is really interesting. That's also like cool of the community to reach out to you. And that's yeah, I think that's so cool. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that I, that I love about being so so vocal about my work is I just the number of people that I, I have had reach out to me and even um, on Twitter, like being in the Austin area or branding myself as from Texas. You know, I put my region. They know what area of the country I'm in. So people that are in Texas aren't afraid to be like, oh, like you and me, we're both from Texas. We both do like we we both post explicit material or we both do sex work. or We both do these things. It, it, it creates a, a really beautiful sense of community um, just even if I don't know them personally or even if we have like a very – very small sort of connection it's it just that reminder that you know we're not the only ones that doing it that are doing it we're not the only ones that are dealing with the stigma and the struggle and all of those different things 
I nice. love that. It's like a sex positive sorority. So yeah, so you don't have to pay money to be in it. <laughs> That's even better. Yeah, you anyway. earn money being in it. Anyways, can you tell them to reach out to us too? We'd love to talk to them. I I will absolutely give recommendations. Fuck yeah. This is also this is not a question that I would typically ask, but um. You seem like really knowledgeable about your field. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like, we're a sex positive podcast and we were pro sex work. But I, somebody posted recently that sex work isn't considered work because it's not productive. And I kind of wanted to hear your opinions on that. What? That's stupid. Is my initial opinion. I agree. Yeah, when I'm horny, I got to get it out or else I'm really not productive. Well, you know what I'm it's- saying? Has this person ever watched porn? That's my question. Is the person who's saying sex work isn't productive ever watched porn? If the answer is yes, or if anyone in their life has ever watched porn, which I guarantee the answer is yes, then their argument just has no basis. They they call it the, the oldest profession, prostitution, the, the oldest, most, I guess you could say, pure form of sex work, what people think of when they think of sex work what people think of when they think of sex work, which is problematic in its own way. But, like, it it's always existed. If it wasn't productive, then it wouldn't have been such a constant in all of history. People like sex. People are horny, period. Like, we have to accept that as a truth if we're ever going to move forward as a society in terms of how we think about sex. So to say that sex work isn't productive is bullshit. Yeah, I I mean I agree entirely. I I felt like you would have a good opinion on this. The the person that posted this was part of like this radical feminist group that I I went to one meeting and I was like, "Oh, I can't I can't be part of this. This is too intense for didn't me." Did you go to that meeting on accident? Yeah, I didn't realize it. I I thought we were going to do like a cute little sit-in, but we were all wearing masks and yelling and I was like, "This is not what I thought it was going to be." So got out of that really quickly. Oh, yeah, a, a, a radical feminist group that is sex negative. Yeah, the, well, they're sex work negative. They think that they were saying that a small majority of sex workers are people who do like OnlyFans or porn, and the majority of sex workers are like unwilling prostitutes and low income women of color. Uh, so I, I mean, I don't know exactly where they got that information, but. I figured you you're in government and you seem to have a pretty good understanding of how sex work works under a capitalist system. Well, I mean, it's just I can understand the 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 misconception that the majority of sex work is coercive. And that that argument holds its merit only in the fact that, in my opinion, in in under capitalism, all labor is coercive. Money is coercive, period. Anything to earn money. Like, you work a job because you don't want to be poor. So why should we prevent or shame these women who do choose to earn money in this way through sex work just because we? there are also a lot of women who are being forced to do it? Those are two separate categories, and they're two separate groups. And as someone who chooses to do sex work voluntarily and wants to put my effort towards those who are forced into it, like, I'm sure all of the women who are choosing new sex work, would, they wouldn't say, they would never compare themselves to a trafficked woman or to, to a woman that is being forced in this industry or under the control of uh, an abusive, like, pimp or any other sort of thing like that. Um, but it's just that sort of attitude is the exact thing that makes women more likely to be forced into it. 
if they're they're poor and they're trying to start out in some sort of you know manage themselves uh getting a seeking arrangement or an only fans or deciding to learn how to to be an exotic dancer and that that them not being a like the attitude that we shouldn't focus on healthy and productive sex work will then lead to them being more susceptible to coercion to to dangerous situations the 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 way to combat coerced sex work is with information education um like just access of resources all of these help sex workers yeah don't criminalize it that's that's the biggest thing the only thing like what's really unproductive is the decriminal or the criminalization of sex work is the real unproductive aspect of this whole thing um, yeah to be fair they did make the point in their in their they had a long post about it but in the in the post they did make a point that we do support the decriminalization of sex work which i i agree with as well um i didn't i didn't agree with the post either they, their solution was also like overthrow the government establish a socialist regime which i i think is a great idea but like is not realistic so, yeah. Oh, yeah. so i think we should figure out the best way to function under capitalism mm-hmm. as far as sex work goes instead of just trying to end it completely yeah, yeah. plus you can still like have a non-sex work job and a sex work job and be poor so yeah that's true oh yeah yeah i mean i i follow a lot of creators that will be talking about like oh you know, I was sick or I was going through some um, mental issue or there's some problem. I wasn't able to work at my vanilla job, like someone buy content, someone. And actually, I just saw a thread um, of Miss Be Nasty. Is She's really like one of the top OnlyFans. I don't know if any of these people have heard her, but she's really popular OnlyFans uh, creator. She's uh, She's got great facial expressions, super hot. I love her stuff. Um, but she had a thread for disabled sex workers, and they all were sort of sharing their stories. There was a lot of mental illness and um, physical impairments and um, just these these different things going on where sex work is the only way they can earn money themselves. Um, you know, they can they can work from their home. They can control, like, choose their own hours. They don't have to worry about any person above them that doesn't understand, you know, their disability, which actually is something that I is really important to me because I asked for disability accommodations at my work when I was going through a really severe depressive episode and I was having days where I, I couldn't get out of bed and I was working on my accommodations at UT and I was trying to you know, cover all my bases and they told me no. I said, you know, there are some days where I can't get out of bed. I don't know when these are going to happen. It doesn't happen often, maybe like twice a year max is it okay if those don't count against me for attendance? Because I had just written, been written up for being, like, it, it wasn't, it was only a couple offenses. Like, I still had plenty left. But I was like, well, what if this happens and I can't control it? Uh, and they told me that they weren't going to give me any accommodations or anything like that. Um, so just, you know, navigating both the the labor market worlds of and also the, the, the self-employed worlds, um, is just kind of very interesting and one of the reasons that I, I do really enjoy my sex work so much. And I think it's also so productive in that sense that it allows um, those with disabilities or those who otherwise might not be able to earn a, a, a wage or earn a means of living in a different way. That's really interesting. Yeah, I, I felt like you would have something good to say in response to that. So that's why I wanted to ask you. That's not a typical question we usually ask on this podcast. It's usually a lot more lighthearted than that. <laughs> Emily, do you have anything? 
Uh, if we want to go back to being lighthearted, <laughs> would you mind telling me about some of your erotica? Yeah, okay. I've actually only written a little, um, and I've only posted one post um, of it, and it was just around my birthday. I did a little poll on my Twitter asking what I should do for my 21st birthday. What did they vote for? They said erotica. That was the one that it was the only one on that was listed that was free. So I assume that's why it won because <laughs> the one thing you you learn about if you have a platform where you post like free content and like clips and that kind of stuff, people will eat you up for all your worth for that free content. You know, a lot of lurkers, a lot of people that don't ever give me money but love to jack off to my stuff. Um but yeah, so they had me they, they that won the poll and so I decided that I was gonna do it. I did it a little later I ended up my birthday was kind of a crazy state of affairs so I didn't end up doing most of the things that I planned to do for it but I did post the erotica well you want to write another erotica about Shelby and I right now <laughs> please oh uh <laughs> improv erotica um I'm gonna have to pass <laughs> no no Sorry. I'll get started I caress Shelby's face as I get her hair out of her eye. Beautiful. Am I doing it right? Yes. Um, Yeah, so the erotica I posted was actually, it was a very hard kink erotica. It was from the point of view of a lifestyle sub, meaning that they live the BDSM lifestyle 24-7. Like, they've got a dom who they submit to pretty much in all aspects of life. And um, it was a a consensual, non-consent erotica. theme which is like basically the the sub did something wrong she was acting really bratty and the the dom just kind of like turned her over and fucked the shit out of her nice (laughs) i love that yeah um so i got some really good reactions but it felt really good to i do like writing i haven't done it in years since my fan fiction days back when i was like 14 years old I asked um, her if you, she wrote My Immortal. She said no. So I'm really disappointed. I, I wish I had that level of Be genius. honest. What did you write fanfic about? You don't have to say it, but also who? <laughs> the one that I remember, the one that I, I liked the most, there was only like two or three that I did, and it was little short little vignettes. But I, I did one that was a crossover fan fiction of um, Remus Lupin and Bruce Banner. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yeah, because, well, it was about this whole, like, oh, he's the only one that understands. I've got this monster inside of me that I can't control, and I don't know what to do with it. Ooh, and then they tamed each other. It was very sweet. It was very sweet, very gay. Oh, that's so awesome. That. It actually ended up, I didn't finish it or anything. It was only a couple. It was from a different POV, um, but it ended up with just Bruce's POV, him being, like, absolutely pissed, finds out about Tonks and Remus marrying Tonks. And uh, just doesn't can't wrap his head around like well how could how could such some it basically it was the whole um, Harry Potter aspect where we, we, we we've gone into fan fiction now but where Remus was having so much trouble with Tonks wanting to be with him was I sort of contributed that to Bruce's like but we're monsters like we only have each other we're the only ones that understand each other yeah <laughs> that's so I love that I just think that's that, so great that was that was probably my favorite one that I've done and it, that the idea for that was actually my friend gave it to me or was saying like oh what if there was what if Bruce Banner and Remus Lupin were lovers and I was like I will write the fan fiction <laughs> um and I did um but yeah so I, I want to write more erotica and I also especially want to write like now that I've written uh, a scene with my sort of hard sub side I want to write to my hard dom side because I am very much a hard switch I identify most as a sadomasochist actually that's my role could you explain that a little bit for listeners who might not know what that is yes absolutely so um 
BDSM, first of all, just sort of starting in the beginning, stands for um, bondage and discipline, dominance and submission, and sadism and masochism. Um, so the last two, sadism and masochism, are actually, um, funnily enough, um, sexual disorders under the DSM-5. So they're both categorized as um, like like actual sexual disorders, which I think is a little... You're, you're putting sadism and masochism right next to pedophilia, and I'm not a big fan of that. But I do understand that it is something that is deemed abnormal. Um, but basically, sadism is someone who gets pleasure from causing others pain, and masochism is someone who gets pleasure from having pain caused to them. So I both like... Um, I, I'm, I used to be a masochist. Like I used to consider myself just a masochist. I, I, I very much enjoy sexual pain. I've got a really high pain tolerance. Um, but then I realized like I was with a submissive who was a masochist and seeing their enjoyment, like slapping someone in the face and seeing them smile is just such a rush that I, I can't possibly describe. And I love it. So since then, I've been like, I am both a sadist and a masochist. And I would consider myself more of a masochist than a sadist. And it is a very fine line to walk um, just because even... Just in general, my own journey with my my personal kinks and desires and the moral and ethical uh, implications of them, just because consensual non-consent, what I wrote in my erotica, is probably my biggest fantasy, but it's also my my has been my biggest source of internal struggle just because it is, you know, the idea it's a, it's a rape role play. Um, essentially is, is another way people people say it. You know, you're, you're with someone who you've established boundaries um, and it was actually the the fantasy that I was most scared of vocalizing just because the way that that could be weaponized against me just if I did get you know sexually assaulted or something terrible happened to me it could it could you know justify it be like oh but you like it which like no I fucking don't it's I know it's a fantasy that I would absolutely never engage with unless I had a partner that I was really comfortable with like really you know knows my boundaries we'd been together at, at least like six months you know to get to that level of trust with a partner is something that's really I do you should never take lightly but yeah so all of these these kinks and these BDSM situations which show you know most of the time women in submissive positions and being subjected to violence it's, it's been a very big moral and ethical struggle I don't remember when this question started I was just asking what uh oh, sadism, sadism was yeah uh, sadomasochism <laughs> Love yeah that for so us. pain uh pain pleasure pain and pleasure all around that's that's me that's okay. really cool and um Real quick, just want to sidetrack. So I have a little surprise for you. So I talked to the moderators of UT Long Memes for Hornsy Teens. Oh and as gosh. long as you don't do any more self-promotion, you're back! Yay! Yay! Have they unblocked me? No, not yet. I wanted to surprise you first. Wow, what a great resolution for this episode. Yeah, as soon as you were like, I got banned, I was like, so fun fact, the UT meme page was started by electrical engineers. Me being an electrical engineer reached out to my other fellow electrical engineers. Did you know I'm an engineer now? And, <laughs> Say it again. Um, I'm an engineer and you're back. Yay. I love that. That's amazing. The magic. Wow, I'm making what a great resolution. Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming and talking to us. 
and being so open too. Like it's it was so refreshing to have somebody so comfortable talking about all of these things. Yeah, I get that a lot. I've realized throughout moving through life there are so many people who haven't met anyone that's comfortable with themselves. And I am very much comfortable with myself. Yeah, so. it is It is so cool to hang out with somebody who's just like 100% themselves. Like, Thank you. Um, thank you. you can follow her on Twitter at Texas Nymph. And also you can subscribe to her OnlyFans, which you should. You can follow us on Twitter at Candy Girl Pod or on Instagram at Candy Girl Podcast. And shoot us an email, candygirlpodcast at outlook.com. Thanks for listening, guys. This is a great episode, and we'll hear from you again next Friday. And if you don't believe that I am an absolute master of blowjobs, please go to my Twitter. Check it out. Verify. You will be impressed. Welcome. Yo, I'm Welcome. already impressed. Anyways, <laughs> God bless Texas. Nymph. Uh, let's go. <laughs>